We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Gibney with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Bill 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field of 68 After Dark. It is Field of 68 After Dark on this Wednesday evening. It is great to be with all of you. I'm John Fanta. Chris Mack is here. Matt McCall is here. And we are breaking down a night of college basketball where during finals week, there are fewer games naturally. But that doesn't mean there isn't madness. Chicago State beats Northwestern. We'll get to it. Creighton just fell to UNLV. The top 10 ranked Blue Jays falling to the running Rebels. And Louisville loses by double digits to Arkansas State. We're going to get to all of that and more. But before we get into it, Coach McCall, what does that say to you about the state of this sport through the first five weeks and change of the season? Uh, I'm not going to try to be the coach speak because Doster and Goodman get so mad when I do the coach speak. But it's hard to win. It's hard to win. Especially winning on the road. When you go on the road and try to play these games, it's hard to win. And there's teams that are good. And you'll you have the – this is a difficult time, and Coach Mack can attest to this, for your team. Because final exams are either going on or they've already wrapped up. There's nobody on campus. How can you keep your team completely locked in on what we have to do? It's, it's like a ghost town, especially if you live in a college town. It's a ghost town when final exams are over. What's your crowd like? Who's there? Or, can, or you got to completely just generate your own energy out there on the floor. It, it's in time. And I think that's why you see teams lose games at this point in the year that they're not, you know, normally going to lose. And it's just, you know, they're finishing up exams. You got to change your practice time. Normally you practice every day the exact same time. Now you're changing that, and everybody's kind of out of rhythm. You haven't played a game in maybe, you know, seven to eight days. Like, you got to take into factor all that stuff. But also, there's a lot of parity in college basketball right now, bottom line, and winning is hard. Mac, business as usual. I mean, this is uh, the time that we're in. I mean, I think every year you have these type of upsets where you're like, how in the heck did this team not only hang – uh, with a top 20 team, how'd they beat them? And, uh, you know, tonight's a perfect example. You know, Creighton gets it handed to them. Um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody after Northwestern's win over Purdue uh, could have predicted this. I mean, Chicago State, it's not like they're having a banner year themselves. And they come in here, they're ranked one of the worst teams in Division One, and they knock off Northwestern. But, but Matt is right, John. I mean, you know this from visiting arenas. You know, you go in December, it's a lot different than when students are back in town and it's, you know, late January and it's a conference game and the, the stands are bumping, you know, with the students up and down. And they usually set the tone at every arena, especially the teams that have really good attendance. So um, I know everybody feels like the players should be robots. Hey, they should come out and play hard regardless. 
But it's it's hard to find that motivation when your kids are thinking about Christmas, nobody's in the stands, and you're playing maybe a no-name team. It all adds up. And, you know, not every team gets upset, but there are a lot of upsets this time of year. We'll cover that as the night goes along. We also have a feature on Cam Jones. Yes, the Marquette star. He is our new Field of 68 fashion correspondent. He's going to tell us what he thinks of Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster's wardrobes. You do not want to miss that deeper into the show. No, when we begin tonight, what's that, McCall? No, you don't. I'm excited for that. I can't wait. I can't wait either. We begin tonight, though, with the major news in college sports today. Earlier today, college athletes who were denied the chance to play immediately after transferring a second time can return to competition for now after a federal judge issued a 14-day temporary restraining order today against the NCAA. U.S. District Judge John Preston Bailey in Northern West Virginia issued the order against the NCAA from enforcing its transfer rule for those multi-time transfers. We know the one-times are immediately eligible. This lawsuit filed by West Virginia and six other states alleged the rules waiver process violated federal antitrust law. So with more on that, we bring in our Field of 68 legal correspondent, Mint Winter at Winter Sports Law on Twitter. He's an attorney at Kenny Hertz Perry LLC, an NIL attorney, and he was a Division One basketball player for William and Mary. Mitt, it's great to have you with us tonight. So explain to all those fans and followers of college basketball in more basic terms what this ruling is about and what your reaction and thought process is to what transpired this afternoon. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Um, so at, at a basic level, this this ruling means for at least 14 days, if you're a multi-time transfer who previously would have needed a waiver to be able to play right away, you don't need that waiver and you're able to play. Um, so that's, that's the, the basic part of it. Um, in addition to that, some of you, your listeners might be familiar with a a rule the NCAA has that's called the restitution rule that says if you play subject to a court order and then that court order is later overturned, the NCAA can still punish the school and the athlete that played. Uh, the court order also enjoined enforcement of that restitution rule. So if an athlete plays within this 14-day window and then that order is either overturned or a preliminary injunction, which is a a longer term doesn't get put in place, the NCAA can't punish the athlete for that happening. So if I'm advising a school or a coach uh, who has a multi-time transfer who doesn't have a waiver yet, I would tell them to, to play those athletes. Um, the NCAA has also said, I think a few hours ago, if an athlete plays a few games, and then it turns out that the TRO goes away and a preliminary injunction doesn't get entered. They're not going to count that as a guy's year of eligibility if he plays like two or three games. So it's almost a situation where if you're a multi-time transfer, you don't have your waiver, there's no risk in, in playing. So, Mitt, I guess the natural question to follow up on that is, look, none of us have an exact crystal ball, but – when this gets brought back up in two weeks, what do you see the future holding and what determines it? In my opinion, the court is going to enter a preliminary injunction, which is an injunction that would be in place for the entire time that the case is proceeding to a final decision. And the reason I say it is one of the factors that the court has to look at in granting a temporary restraining order, which is what the court entered here, is whether the plaintiff, who in this case is the seven states that brought this lawsuit against the NCAA, whether the plaintiff has a likelihood of success on the merits of its claim. And so to grant the TRO that the federal judge had to look at that and he said, I do think that the seven plaintiffs have a likelihood of succeeding on their antitrust claim against the NCAA. And that same factor is something that has to be analyzed in granting a preliminary injunction as well. So the fact that the court already found that the plaintiffs have a likelihood of succeeding on their antitrust claim against the NCAA, I think 
tells me as an attorney uh, that this judge is probably likely to also grant a preliminary injunction, which is the hearing that's going to happen on December 27th, is to determine whether that preliminary injunction is going to be entered. And another thing that is going to do that is, so today the, the hearing, I listened into it, it got done about 1245 Eastern. The judge told everybody to go to lunch. It said, come back at 1.30 and I'll, I'll give you my ruling. He did that, he gave his ruling, and then a written order was put out on the court docket system shortly after that, and it was a 31-page order. So there's obviously no way he wrote that in 45 minutes. He already had that before the hearing, so he already knew what he was going to do before that hearing today, um, which is another indicator to me that he's probably going to grant a preliminary injunction as well, which would mean that you're going to have this same order that's in place now with the TRO allowing multi-time transfers to play without a waiver for at least months, possibly a year. So you're talking about going into next basketball season, football season, all of that. Mitt, before we let you go, as a guy who played Division One hoops and now in your career in law, how much does it come to your mind? And, and at what point do you think that the NCAA is just a playing rules and championships association versus a governance association? Yeah, I think under the current state of the law right now, and I mean, the NCAA will tell you this, it's, it's hard for them to govern right now because all of the rules that they put in place get challenged under antitrust law. Um, in my mind, if they if they want to continue on as a governance association, what needs to happen, and a lot of people are not in favor of this, at least right now, but I think it's the way, if you want to have rules around player compensation, whether that's NIL, payments from collectives, or direct payments from schools to athletes, or rules around player movement, like transfer rules, you're going to have to collectively bargain with the athletes. Because if you do that, the rules that are collectively bargained are immune from antitrust law. So if you look at pro sports, that's why in the NBA, they have a draft, they have a salary cap, um, they have rules around free agency. The reason they're allowed to have those rules is because they're collectively bargained between the Players Association and the league. Otherwise, those rules would violate antitrust law. So I think for college sports and college basketball specifically to move forward with certainty with rules like that, in my mind, that that's probably the best option, which... It's different than the way the model is now, and it would take a lot of changing and you know thought by a lot of people. Um, but in my mind, that's that's the, the way to make that happen. Mitt Winter, follow him on Twitter x at Winter Sports Law. Mitt, we appreciate you staying up late with us and joining us on After Dark. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, guys. There he is. Okay, so we get the the perspective there from someone who's studying all of this and and dove into things let's get the coach's perspective chris mack when you're looking at this whole situation where do you want to go with it what's your thought process with transfer waivers and and all that well just listening to mitt I, i don't know if there's necessarily a way for coaches to go a certain direction with it you know it seems pretty clear especially over the next year or so, that multi-transfers um, are going to be allowed or, in this case, aren't going to be able to be stopped by the NCAA. You know, the hard part is, you know, there were a lot of coaches in this offseason that elected not to go after certain kids because they decided to transfer for a second time. And, you know, there were other schools that said, hey, we're going to go after them and try to file a, you know, let's face it, some of them, some of them said, we're going to file a bullshit waiver and see if we can get it through. And a lot of coaches knew that it wasn't necessarily uh, on merit. But, you know, those schools and those coaches get rewarded with a really good player that, you know, has found his his final home, I guess. Maybe not even final home now that you can just transfer uh, as many times as you want. I, I just – I don't know. From, from a coaching standpoint and a team building standpoint, it's really hard to um, – to see it being a good thing for college basketball. Matt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with coach on that. And, and my other issue is, is just 
you know, the leadership with the NCAA, right? I mean, Charlie Baker, Mark Emmert, whoever's making these decisions, you know, and that are in these play, like, are they equipped to handle the job? Like, nobody's ever coached, you know, Charlie Baker, and I'm, I don't want to get into political here. He was the governor in Massachusetts when I lived in Massachusetts. So I had to see him on the news every single day during COVID. So, you know, when you're paying attention to what's going on with your state, all that stuff, I, you know, I got to see the guy and I was just doing my research too on Charlie Baker. Now he played JV basketball at Harvard. So in terms of running the NCAA and making the decisions in the NCAA that make sense and make sense for everybody that's involved, is he equipped for the job? You know, I, I think that's, that's my biggest thing is just who's making these decisions, the leadership, have they ever coached a game? Have they ever played the game in college? I think that's that's something that I, I look at in terms of these huge decisions that are being made all around college athletics. We got a break. My take would be that the NCAA transfer waiver situation is a dumpster fire, and they had this coming. More to come on Clayton's upset loss next. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When crossing state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, Parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. John Fanta here on this Wednesday night, December the 13th. Matt McCall is here at Coach Matt McCall on X. At Coach Chris Mack, Chris Mack is here as well. Guys, let's turn to basketball now. We have a top 10 team in college going down tonight. Final score, UNLV 79, 8th ranked crate 64. In this game, Caleb Boone, 
who was able to play because of the court hearing earlier today, he goes for 25 points and seven rebounds. How about Deaton Thomas Jr., 16.9 assists and six rebounds. Meanwhile, Creighton, they dropped to 8-2. They're 0-2 against the Mountain West with that loss to Colorado State on Thanksgiving. They shot 8 of 29 from three. Chris Mack, what went wrong for the Blue Jays? Well, a lot, John. I think, uh, you know, losing Nemhard has really uh, has really hurt this team. You know, I just think that, you know, Ashworth, while he serves a uh, valuable role, he's just not the, the, the dynamic playmaker uh, that Creighton had a year ago. You know, I think Creighton has uh, a quickness issue on the perimeter. I think UNLV exposed that. Um, and I thought we talked about it, you know, before the show, John. I thought Kalkbrenner was, um, you know, was very ineffective defensively. Uh, seemed like the man that was, you know, Boone was just putting him under the rim and, and jump hooking. And uh, that doesn't usually happen. But, you know, a lot of times the prescription of going against the shot blockers, take it right at them and try to get in, in foul trouble. That's exactly what Vegas did. And, and they were really successful. My biggest concern for Creighton moving forward isn't losing the game at, at UNLV, but it's, it's the fact that although Greg runs great stuff, he's got a thousand set plays. The longer your season go, goes on, the more you're scouted, the more teams know your set plays. And then you have to play after the play. And I don't see a whole lot of playmaking uh, on Creighton's team, you know, like I did a year ago. You know, when the set breaks down, being able to give it to Nemhard and using Kalkbrenner off a of, uh, pick and roll uh, is a lot different than Shireman or Ashworth using a pick and roll. And uh, that's something that's not going to get cured, in my opinion. But uh, they'll be a good team. I don't think they're a top 10 team. And that's no disrespect. It's just sort of the cards they're dealt with right now, in my opinion. How, I mean, how awesome is it to watch Kevin Kruger coach this UNLV team? Okay, Lon Kruger and Coach Mack, I'm sure you've had interactions with him. I'll never forget Lon Kruger. I used to go to the University of Florida's basketball camp, and Lon Kruger would know every single kid's name at the end of camp it was the most impressive thing i've ever seen Amazing. and i used to play against kevin krueger at camp then he goes to UNLV, he plays for his dad and now he's the head coach and he gets a huge wow. win and he i've talked to kevin some and his dad is definitely around the program i mean just a special moment for the krueger family what a great win i know to talk about creighton is important but I don't want to discount how just awesome that is, that Kevin Kruger is the head coach of UNLV with what his dad did there. He coached with his dad and kind of made his own path, though, too, right? I mean, he made his own path to becoming the head coach at UNLV. And I think, look, man, that, that, that's a special story and, and the Kruger family and uh, everything Coach Kruger did for the game. And now his son's the head coach at UNLV. That That, that is awesome. But as Coach Mack alluded to it, I mean, you know, Boone was a force to be reckoned with down there on the block, losing Nimbar. That, I mean, that hurts. Who's going to be the guy for Creighton where they can put the ball in his hands and create and make plays and create for his teammates? I, I don't look too deep into this loss just because it was out in Nevada and, you know, everything that comes with traveling. I, I think Creighton will be okay. I think that, you know, the Big East, you know, how does this look going forward? Where do they finish? And I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, just in terms of the top tier in the Big East. I just don't want to discredit what Kevin Kruger did tonight with UNLV. It's a great story in the Kruger family, and especially Coach Long Kruger, one of the best to ever do it in terms of just about the right things, do it the right way, treat people the right way. And that's, that's a special moment for their family. Yeah, it's a huge result for UNLV to get them to four and four. They were coming off of a of a loss to Loyola Marymount. They also had that very sad campus tragedy. So for them, uh, I, I know how much they were playing uh, with with that tragedy happening in, in in honor of the victims there. That's a that's a really sports can bring a university together, and UNLV those guys played their asses off tonight. They beat Creighton they on every ball, every 50-50 ball. They beat Creighton in the post. Hey, you know, 
Creighton was a step slow all night. And, and Mac, I, I think that's my big takeaway here. Athletically, Creighton was slow. They, they, you said it. They didn't have anybody that they didn't have anybody that could dribble penetrate. There's something to be said about being an elite shot making team, but when that's your biggest strength, it can do what it did tonight for them, and that was it totally backfired. They were dominated on the interior. Yeah, well, and I, and I also think you know again, sort of what Matt said. You got to give UNLV credit, but you know what what really stuck out to me because I know Creighton better than I know UNLV is you know. If, if you're going to rely on the three, you got to generate really good ones. And I just felt like, for the most part, um, it's a struggle for them to really get uh, a lot of quality open shots, you know, especially at the end of the shot clock. Now, make no mistake, you know, they, they, they got their fair of, of threes and they made some, they missed more. But I just think as they start to play Marquettes of the world and they start to play the Yukons of the world, uh, you know, who have size on the interior, who have quickness. I just think it's going to be tough uh, for them to be a team that, that can finish in the top two or three uh, just based on what I saw uh, on a quickness level and then on offense and ability to break, the, break their man down and create when the shot clock's below 10. And to Coach Max point, Fanta, too, I thought they missed layups, right? I mean, I think there's bunnies inside, like – You've got to be able to finish those plays, especially if you're going to rely on the three, maybe nights that the, the ball is not going in the basket. And we've talked about this with regards to Kentucky too, right? When Kentucky's not making threes, what are they going to do? How are they going to you know, formulate points in the paint? But I thought in the game, Creighton just missed some bunnies and some layups in and around the basket that to be an elite level team, you have to be able to make those. All right, let's turn the page elsewhere in college hoops tonight. Final score, the Chicago State Cougars, 75. The 25th-ranked Northwestern Wildcats, who beat Purdue, 73. Wow, wow, wow. Chicago State gets their first high major win as long as Ken Palm has been tracking it. And... The team that handed Purdue its only loss of the season just lost to an inner-city Chicago foe that, frankly, has been a joke in college basketball for the better part of the last decade. But credit the Cougars for winning this game. Most of all, Wesley Cardat Jr., who had 30 points. But Coach McCall, this is one of those where you're saying, what? How, how did this happen? It's It's one of those, you know, around Christmas games, around final exam games, uh, you know, I, I, it's head scratcher for sure. Chicago State's are Super Bowl. They get an opportunity to play against a team in Northwestern that's in their city, and Northwestern's probably saying, hey, we'll be okay. This team has never really had a lot of success. We're going to go out here. This is not even going to be a close game. And then all of a sudden, Cardet goes for 30 points, and you're sitting there, and you're in a dogfight. You're in an absolute dogfight because this is Chicago State's Super Bowl. You got to give their head coach a lot of credit. He had his team ready to play. Coach Gillian, the Gillian family down here in Florida, team breakdown back in the day. The Gillian family started team breakdown. And to see one of their own be a head coach in college, it's super impressive. But <coughs> it was a it was a letdown for sure for Northwestern. Excuse me. I mean – I, I know what you're saying, but Chicago State is 321 in Kempom. I mean, this is one of those, yeah, this is a beyond belief. Right, Mac? This, this is going to hurt. You know, this, this you yes, know, I don't know where Northwestern is going to end up in the uh, standings of the Big Ten, but uh, man, you know, you know, when they come down to the final stretch and it's like, hey, are they in or they out? And they start comparing good wins. And this is going to be a bad loss because, like, make no mistake, yep. Chicago State didn't come in at, like, 7-1 and one having the best year um, that they've had in recent years. You know, you've got a, a fairly new coach in his second year in Gerald Gallion. You've got the fact that, like, there, there are 350 RPI. He's trying to, you know, get a little bit of tradition. He's going to be king of Chicago here. Uh, the rest Ooh. of the year after tonight's result. But that's really going to hurt. That's really going to hurt Northwestern. 
uh, when it comes to the selection. It just, you know, it, <laughs> I can't imagine what Chris Collins is going through right now. And, you know, we've all been around those type of games before, whether we've been the victim, whether we've been the victor. But it's one of those things where the game reaches a certain point, could be halftime, could be 12 minutes to go in the game, where that team that wasn't even expected to keep it close all of a sudden has confidence that they're not going to lose for the rest of the game. And that that superior team supposedly, you know, starts to play even tighter. You know, what started off as, hey, let's all get our numbers, pass the ball around, man, let's just get out of here with a 30-point win. All of a sudden, guys are looking at each other like, oh, my goodness. You know, and, and we're in a dog fight. pressure yeah. bursts pipes, man. And uh, congrats to Chicago yeah. State. But I, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't even watch the game because I, I figured – it wasn't even going to be close. And um, that's a tough night for Northwestern. Yes, it is. It is a tough night. Speaking of tough nights, Louisville had a tough night. All right. And they had a difficult day. So take a look at this. Karan Davis. Karan Davis earlier today of Louisville. Louisville puts out a statement that Karan has informed the program that he intended to transfer. And they said, we support him and wish him well. Karan then tweets, I didn't express to anyone at U of Louisville that I wanted to transfer. I never asked to transfer. I enjoyed being a Cardinal. The fact an official statement was released giving false information is disheartening and sad. And then Louisville comes back and says, yeah, he was informed that he was dismissed from the team. Now, here's the thing. That Louisville was trying to do Karan a favor, and Karan had to tweet there, and it backfires. Louisville then proceeds to lose 75-63 to to Arkansas State. So while we have a minute before our break, I'm not going to put the coaches, I'm not going to put the pressure on the coaches. I'm just going to say it right now. It's time for the Kenny Payne era to end. This is embarrassing. Louisville, you are a top 10 to 15 brand in college basketball. You have a rich history. This isn't working. And it needs to end now. Because you just lost to Arkansas State and to DePaul. You are the Louisville Cardinals men's basketball program. Your history speaks for itself. You had to issue two separate statements about a player getting dismissed from your team, and then you lost by double digits to Arkansas State? That's not acceptable. And the fan base now should have apathy. They're not even mad. They expect to lose. Under no circumstances should that be the case for Louisville men's basketball. What a disgrace that needs to get changed now. We're back with the preview. This is after dark. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When crossing the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts so download the bet mgm app today welcome back to the field of 68 after dark john fanta chris mack matt mccall with you hey we have big news we have a brand new fashion correspondent cam jones and if you haven't seen it at the field of 68 he's got a brand new t-shirt out there you got to check it out at the field of 68 head to our shop and get it, Cam caught up with Rob Doster and Jeff Goodman. Cam's averaging 16 points, 
three assists per game. He's shooting 50% from the floor on one of the best teams in America, the Golden Eagles. And he's got a lot of swagger as well. He's a kid from Memphis, Tennessee. Of course he does. Here's our feature on Cam Jones, our new Field of 68 fashion correspondent. Now let me welcome on to the field of 68, our new fashion correspondent, none other than Cam Jones of the Marquette Golden Eagles. Cam, what's going on, man? It's good to have you here. I, I want to start you off with this. How did you how did you end up getting into clothes? How did you end up getting into style? How did you become this kind of fashion connoisseur that you are now? I uh, appreciate y'all for having me. That was actually a nice little uh, slideshow. I like that, <laughs> uh, how we started that out. Um, uh, I've kind of been into fashion a little bit through the years, um, just trying to figure out what I liked, uh, honestly, trying to figure out, you know, the different varieties that I like to put together. And I realized, you know, style is kind of like what you make it. You know, you don't really have to have one specific style that you, you know, like to keep wearing or, you know, keep using. So uh, if you if you like something, it's very subjective, you know, um, it's all it's all up to you. So that's the biggest thing I really appreciate about style. And that's why. I, uh, I take I use use it as really like a kind of sort of a platform of me just you know uh, showing you know what I like. All right, well we have some uh, some photos here that that our producer is going to bring up, um, and I want you to break down the outfits. I want you to break down the style. I want you to break down what these guys have on. We're going to start with Shaka Smart here, and this is a photo of him from his. Uh, this is from the Texas days. Okay, he's got the tie going. He doesn't wear a jacket. It's a little bit better than when he was in his VCU days. I think we do have a picture here of him. Um, with some of his VCU style as well. Uh, there you see the, the the shirt's a little bit looser, right? The goatee's going there. Break down uh, Coach Smart's uh, pre-Marquette look. Okay. Uh, on the left, you feel me? Like, like you said, he got a shirt. It's a little, it's a baggier look. Um, you know, it's tucked in. I like the tie. I like how that tie, it goes with the pants. It really does. And it, it sticks out with the purple. You know, him having a white shirt. So knowing Coach Smart, you know, he's not really out there to be pretty. He out there trying to win. Um, and this this pre-Marquette day. So I know he out there just trying to be a dog. And I'm, I'm sure he sweated that shirt out. All right, so well, give, what you, give me the rating, Cam. Give me the rating of, of pre-Marquette Shaka. One to ten right there. What is it? This suit, I get out of a seven. Seven. Not solid seven and a half. Wow. All right. It's, you're you're going to be a harsh grader all season long. I could tell this. All right, break down these uh, two. I mean, yeah, 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 we're going to be honest. You know, I love Coach Mar. We our relationship is, is pride on honesty. What what do we give? The right one, I think I think this is a I think this is better. I think this is better than you know the one on the left or the first one you showed me, uh, with the jacket. Um, he looks younger, Ken. With the hair, with the hair, he just looks younger, doesn't he? No, I don't know. Let me pull it back up. Pull it back up. Pull it back up. All right. Um, younger, better, better. Um, I I like I like the hair. I do like the hair. I I mean, me personally, I like I like ball coats too. But uh, I'll go, I'll go with the hair. I'll go with the hair. So that's nice. I get a get a nice, you know, seven point nine. That's nice. (laughs) Seven point nine. All right. His look. Close. His, his his look now that he's at Marquette, he's going with the uh, the long sleeve dry fits underneath the polos. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. he stole it, this look from me. This is my look. Okay, this is what. See, there you go. I want you to rate these outfits for me. How does? What do you think of the long sleeve dry fit under a polo? It's so, terrible. Um, you can I, say it, Cam. Cam, this is awful look. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm, I promise. Every time we do one of these, I'm gonna be completely honest. Every time. But that's just workflow. You ain't really trying to, you feel me, impress. You trying to do what you got to do. But you know what it is, Cam. Uh, you know Smart, what it is. Uh, Coach what? Smart is in good shape. He looks good. He can pull that oh, thing off. Doster has a dad bod, a big belly, and uh, he just can't pull <laughs> that thing off. He just can't. Cam, has so, he said? Has he ever admitted he got this look from Doster? Has he ever? Have you ever asked him where he got it from, and if he stole it from Doster? All right, how about this? I'll ask him where he got it's it, confirmed. and then I'll let y'all know his response. What what's what's the rating? 
Not gonna lie, man. I'm gonna have to give you a, you at work, man. I'm gonna have to give you a cool little five. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong right. to work with. There's no wrong yep. with that. You um, guys are- give, give coach a rating too. You know, what was coaches? Um with this this particular um with the dark blue, um long sleeve with the white and blue. I'm trying to picture what shoes you have on, but with just what I'm saying, I get at a cool I go seven point not seven point eight. He close. I like. I really like the long sleeve. I like. I like what he coaches in. He. He. I like that. All right, Cam Goodman mentioned dad bods earlier, so I want you to rate this outfit uh, that Goodman wore to work <laughs> to do an interview with Elijah Martin and Janelle Davis from FAU. What do we got here? Oh, my that's wrong. God. That's wrong. <laughs> that's crazy. We were in Boca, Cam. <laughs> Cam, we were in Boca. It was 85 degrees out. I was dripping, man. Like, this, this, this ain't right. This ain't right. They, they, they're slandering me, Cam. It's a bad nah, angle. I mean, that, that's wild. That's wild. That's, yeah. a, that's a wild pick. Um, you feel me? You got clothes on, so I can't say zero. So, you feel me? I'm, 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 I'm going to have to go. I'm going to give you 1.5. <laughs> that that looks kind of crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, nah, but I'm not saying it's a bad fit. Like it's cool, but like like you said, it's hot outside. Like it's nothing wrong with what you got on. But you feel like I'm oh, gonna need crazy. a full makeover. Uh, we're not I mean. only rating the outfits of your coach here. We also have uh, you sent us some photos of uh, point guard Tyler Kolek here, who actually like I mean he cleans up pretty nice. What do we got here? Yeah. So one thing, uh, Tyler stays in his lane. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> He kind of, I've never seen Tyler really try to, you feel me, just really try to wow somebody. Like, you see these, both these fits, he got plain tees on, but um, you see he got, he got the Louis Vuitton bag, he got the all black with the tennis on. That's, a, that's, that's, that's cool. That's like, uh, that's like, that's like eight miles sweat, you feel me? That's like a, like a, that give me that type of vibe. Like, look how you look in the off guard. And the and the uh, I'm trying to think. That's that's in Italy for sure. Um, yeah, gotta be, gotta be. No, he looks good. He looks, listen, he looks nah, like a, man, a, you know he could be posing for for some sort of magazine in the middle one. Nah, in fact, nah, these is nice. These are real nice. Um, we was in. I know for a fact the one uh, with the white two. We was in Florence for sure. I remember what that looked like. But All I right, like let's break down. Things. Give me a rating. Uh, put those three back up, and let's give a rating on all three of those. Start with the one on the left. Yeah, with the one on the eye. Right. The suit. All right, but the suit. I, I never. Like I said, he ain't never really tried to come crazy with the suit. He always he keep it real casual. That's a nice little red tie. Feel me? Um, but that suit, I get out of cool. That's a nice seven, seven point, seven point six. I like that. Right. With the shocker really smart nice. on the shoulder as an accessory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a good that's a nice accessory. That don't apply to the rating, but that is that is nice to have. That's a nice picture to have. All right, the middle one. Give me the rating. The middle one. The t-shirt. The white tee. I like these jeans and these twos. The white tee too. That's a nice. That's a nice confit. Confit. Nice. Good confit. I'll go with seven seven point five. That's a good rating for that. I like that with the Apple Watch too. And then the, and then the one on the right. What, what's the he right, got around his neck? I think that's a nice, that's just a nice little tennis, tennis chain. You feel me? Nothing too crazy. Just to go with the, you know, the the, the calmness of the fit. You know, he got all black on, or just no plain black jeans. Then he got the black, black LV bag. You know what I'm saying? That's what really, that's what give you the white chocolate vibes. You feel what I'm saying? He, he pull up so calm and collective, then he got the LV bag. That's what give me that he, 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 he got swag type vibe from, from Tyler. Um. That's kind of funny. I I like this. So he'll get the highest vote of the day with it. I'll give him an eight. He cracked. He cracked that eight. Tyler's funny. He has a very funny personality. Um, nah, he he's definitely one of a kind. And like I said, yeah, he definitely with the Louis V bag. He gives and the way he plays, man. He played with <clears throat> with with Haynes boxers. I've never seen that, man. Like the the normal Haynes boxers, like from the from the gas station. He playing them every game under his shorts, like you. Like it's crazy, man. He out there throwing passes like this with the, with with Haynes boxers, man. I've never that. It's it's funny to think about. It's funny to think. About. Oh <laughs> man, with Haynes boxers back from from well, nineteen, you know, when he was born, probably. You know, probably the man, same. For, I, 
I want to say I don't, I'm pretty. I think he does play with an undershirt. Sometimes he don't even play with an undershirt on, man. Haynes Boss is no undershirt. That's wild, and he be out there doing what he doing. That's that's hilarious. How would you kind of assess this season so far, Cam, for you guys as a team? Because obviously you've had some huge wins, and you know the losses have been tough losses, right? I mean, no shame in losing to Purdue. They're one of the best teams in the country. And then I know it couldn't have been easy to lose in Madison, period, against Wisconsin. But they're a good team, and that's a hostile environment. Um, again, how would you kind of rate what you guys have done so far and where you're at as a team? Um, I think we've done a, a pretty good job so far. Definitely could be better. Um, you know, that Purdue game in Hawaii, uh, you know, um, had a few plays went our way, you know. He don't make an 80-footer. They don't make a – 15,000 threes, you know, whatever. They they played great that game. They deserve to win, and they did win. Uh, same with, you know, in Madison. Um, we obviously don't want to go in there and lose that game, but we, we made it easy. We made it easy on them. Um, we didn't make it – we didn't make it hard for them to guard us. Uh, we didn't play, you know, with the same mindset that we should and that we do every almost every game, you know, which is, which is why we lost. You know, if you don't deserve to win – you know, nobody in basketball is entitled to winning. No, ranking doesn't win a game for you. No, uh, no, no one is entitled to winning. You have to go out there and do what it takes to win, no matter who you are. Um, that's just the that's that's just the game, and that's how it is. And we didn't do that Saturday, and uh, you know that's why the result was what it was. Well, Cam, listen, I appreciate you jumping on with us. We appreciate your fashion insight. And I promise you that throughout the rest of the season, I'm going to be cognizant of the fact that these guys are going to be throwing pictures up there of me. So I got to bring my A game. I got to make sure that I look good every yeah, time I get look, And I'm going to roll the sleeves down now. Whenever I do the long sleeve under the polo, I'm going to roll the sleeves down now just because I got roasted by you about there it. There we go. The, wor hey, like the worst like thing that. for me, the worst thing for me is Cam. I'm in, and Rob's going to make fun of me here, but I'm in Charleston, South Carolina for the next seven weeks eating dessert every night. So that picture you saw of me might be the best you see me look in the next seven weeks. So appreciate y'all anytime. Thank you. You got it. Oh, that was fantastic. Critiquing Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster's looks, not to mention Tyler Cullen. Check out the Cam Jones tee available now, fieldof68.shop. Fieldof68.shop. How fun was that, Mac? I'm the last guy to talk about fashion, so I'll leave that to Cam Jones. And, you know, at least I didn't get critiqued, but I know this. I'd, I'd probably be in a little bit better shape than either Douster or Goodman based on the photographs I saw. Do we not hear McCall? Looks McCall's like on mute. Or he's a, yeah, McCall, he's a he might be muted. He might be muted. Well, we'll take a break here. This is the Field of 68 After Dark, the leading college basketball show to talk about this sport and manage to talk about boxers. We'll back with more after As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you the listeners, and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game you will receive up to fifteen hundred dollars in bonus bets if that bet loses just make sure you use the bonus code field 1500 when you sign up and remember bet mgm is now available under one wallet in select states as a new jersey resident this is super convenient for me when i have to go cover games in new york or philly when cross the state cross the state borders into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to and most importantly 
I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. John Fanta, Chris McMahon, McCall. So, we just heard from Cam Jones of Marquette. And Big East play starts Tuesday. A week from tonight. So, Chris Mack, now that we're five weeks into the season and we can revisit this, who do you think will hoist the Big East regular season championship trophy? Can I give you two answers? <laughs> no. No. I mean, there could be co-champs. You know you know about that. Yeah. But, but yeah. Really, where do you go here? Man, I <laughs> – I think it's really going to come down to, like, who's the healthiest team at the end of the year. I think either one of those teams, Marquette or Connecticut, have the ability to play in the Final Four, and obviously Connecticut did it a year ago, and they won it all. So I think because of anything, you know, uh, just simply because they were there a year ago, they know how it feels, and I love the way that, that Danny's team has come out with a chip on their shoulder this year. They're not in celebratory mode. Um you know, they go to Kansas and, and honestly could have won the game. Uh, I, I know they're headed to Gonzaga here this weekend. I, I think they're going to win that one. And as much as I really like Marquette and think that, that Colick, um probably is the best point guard in the country, I, I just think that Connecticut is the best team until proven otherwise. And I know a year ago they were proven otherwise in the Big East tournament. Um, and that could happen again. But for my money, I, I would go with UConn right now. Coach McCall. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with Coach. I, I equate it kind of to, to college football, right? Like everyone was so worried about what Georgia lost in college football. But they were still the number one ranked team in the country. They had never, you know, what was it, like however long their win streak was. You know, all those games, back-to-back national championships, 19, back-to-back national championships, they're the team to beat. And no one was really talking about UConn in that category when we got to the season. And all they've done outside of losing in Allen Fieldhouse, which is one of the hardest places to play in the country, they've done exactly what they're supposed to do. So I, I think it's hard until, you know, we get to Big East play and we see exactly what happens. But I, I they, in my opinion, I'm with Coach. They have to be the favorite just based on what they've done up to this point in the year with everything that they lost, the pros that they lost, the players they lost, Andre, all these guys that they lose, they're still in the same position as a top five team in the country. So until proven otherwise, I'm rolling with UConn. Man, it is difficult to pick one. I think that the argument for Marquette is that they did beat Kansas that they did get to the Maui final, and Purdue played a hell of a game. And Purdue found a way to beat them. Marquette came off Maui. Now, Purdue came off Maui and lost to Northwestern. Marquette came off it and lost at Wisconsin. We've seen this throughout the years, that there could be a Maui hangover of sorts. But guys, UConn's best is the best in this conference. When they hit that best level, and Cam Spencer and Alex Caravan are hitting weak side threes, and Tristan Newton is initiating this offense and is making things happen. 
Donovan Klingon hasn't even been great. They haven't needed him to be. Stefan Castle has barely played because of his injury. Solomon Ball gets better every game. And those freshmen are only going to go in one direction. I'm with both of you. Plus 175, plus 175. Not gonna lie, like Villanova plus a thousand. I don't mind sprinkling. They still, I think Justin Moore is gonna be back. Uh, that's not that's not a bad value. And you know, Providence is a longer shot, but Bryce Hopkins is a stud, and Providence is so tough at home. But I I think Connecticut's the best team in this league. I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. While we got a moment, I'm gonna say this. It's time to talk about Vaulted. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. It's the place to store your own bold predictions forever. And by using the Vaulted Challenge feature, you can prove you're smarter than your friends. So go download the Vaulted app and give it a try for free. Vaulted is spelled V-L-T-E-D, and it is the app to challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools without any entry fee. Download Vaulted today. My challenge is this. Michigan State will stun Baylor on Saturday and save its season. Do you two accept my challenge? Oh, what do you mean Coach, in terms you of accepting? Do I, believe it? do I believe in your challenge? I'm going to yeah. say, hell no. They have <laughs> no chance. You know what? I, I've been on the Izzo bandwagon. Like He's going to turn him around in March, and, and he may turn him around in March, but he ain't turning him around in December, not against Baylor. Baylor's going to smack him. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm with Coach. I mean, I, 25 straight NCAA tournaments. I mean, it's on know, life support are right they going to make man. it 26? Yeah, it's it's not looking good. They look out of sorts. They're not executing on offense. Uh, you know, I, I'm I, I'm with Coach on this one. I, I don't think they go down there and beat the Baylor Bears. I, I just I, I don't see it. I don't see it. They have they have no interior scoring. None, and 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 their 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 perimeter looks disjointed. They they just struggle, man. I'm I, just saying yeah. this sport's so Baylor's up good right now. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Baylor really is good. good. Baylor's really really good. good. All right. Before we get done with the hour and we go to last call, I asked you guys a couple days ago when we were talking about show ideas because it's the holiday season. A lot of people are going to be traveling here. Wildest road trip. It could be while you were coaching. It could be while you were playing. It could be something that has nothing to do with basketball. So, Coach McCall, give America your wildest road trip story. Man, so I was the director of basketball operations at the University of Florida, and this is the year after we had just gone back to back. So it's 2008 season. Chandler Parsons is a freshman. Nick Calathis, Alex Tyus, Jay Lucas was there at this point in time, and we're playing in the postseason in IT, and we have to travel to Arizona State to play James Harden out in Arizona and we flew commercial out to the game and we land in Arizona and I'm the ops guy and there was two courtyard Marriott's within a mile of each other and when you're the ops guy and you're in charge of travel you got to uh -oh. make sure that bus driver he's got the right address he's doing everything and we pull up to the hotel at about I don't know 2 a.m which was 4 a.m east coast time everybody's tired we unload all the bags and we walk into the hotel and we're at the wrong <laughs> hotel oh, we're at the God. wrong hotel and i just look at coach donovan and i think maybe he was so tired that he wasn't upset and i was still trying to figure out was it my fault was it the bus driver's fault the bus driver acted like he knew all about arizona <laughs> but that was that was not a great look for us, and especially because I was the I was in charge of team travel, being the ops guy. That we went to the wrong hotel in the postseason. Now we won the game, we won the game, but that was not a good look for us, for me, especially being the ops guy. And coach knows that. Yeah, I've been there. Mac, you got ninety seconds. Give us a story. 
Well, I'd say that, um, well, a couple of years ago during COVID, we went to Syracuse and uh, didn't play the game. Uh, we flew all the way there. I went to Dinosaur Barbecue. Uh, they canceled the game because three guys had tested positive on the plane ride or something by the time we landed. So we went to Syracuse and back and never played. And then they actually came to our place and we didn't play them. So that was a little strange. But I, I tell you, it's not even a game, but it's a recruiting trip. You know, the kid Frederick King, who actually plays for, for um, Creighton. Uh, Creighton now, he was committed to us at Louisville. And uh, my assistant and I, we flew um, from Louisville to Nassau, Bahamas. And then we met the dad and we met Frederick there. But he lives on an, an island called Andros, which is one of the other 500 small uh, islands. And we had to take a puddle jumping plane from Nassau to Andros. I could touch the pilot. That's how close I was. Like literally, if I, if I wanted to take us down, I could. And by the way, we had to have, it was like a bus. We, we, we stopped at two different, like we stopped, we let people off. We went back up in the air and it sounded like we were on a lawnmower. And dude, in the aisle, in the aisle, I am not bullshitting. There were chickens. There were chickens. <laughs> we, we landed on Andros. Beautiful. We got Frederick. But that was probably one of the weirdest experiences ever. Thank you, Stephen, for last call. This has been after dark. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.